When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cricket. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Berwick BMW. Book in for a service before that summer road trip. Berwick BMW. Open all holidays. The run home. So Joe Ingles, good to see him healthy again. Longtime member of the Utah Jazz. And the ACL surgery, he was bitter after they traded him away last year to create some salary room. 35-year-old from Australia. And a couple of boards. So Zion on the board now in a nine-point deficit. Over the top, easy. Perfect pass. That's uh, Joe Ingles making his return off the back of uh, a torn ACL. And as you heard in the call there, across there in the NBA, he was a little upset when Utah traded him to uh, Portland, but uh, in the end, he was bought out and was able to sign a one-year deal with the Milwaukee Bucks, and great to see Aussie Joe uh, back in the NBA playing alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo. One man who keeps a close eye on the NBA, but also the NBL, is Kane Pittman of ESPN. He's been good enough to join us. Kane, good afternoon. How you doing? Thanks for having me. We are, we're going quite well, going quite well. Uh, there's plenty happening in the world of uh, NBA at the moment. We've seen some significant injuries to Steph Curry and Anthony Davis over the past week or so. What are you making of it all? We've got Milwaukee and Boston who are standouts in the East. Uh, the West is a little more open. Phoenix are up there and a couple of teams who we probably didn't think would be would be as high as they are. What have you made of the first couple of months of this NBA season? Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well with injuries. It clearly Play, uh, playing a big part of the story so far. And Golden State is absolutely a team to watch at the moment. Uh, they've actually been pretty decent with their starters on the floor, but you take Steph Curry out of that lineup and the defending champs are in a little bit of trouble depending on how soon he can get back to the floor. But uh, I also think your point about the Eastern Conference is exactly right. To me, right now, you've got Milwaukee and Boston as the two favourites to win the title, and they're both in the Eastern Conference. And the Western Conference still feels... Uh, like it's wide open at the moment with up to six, seven teams that wouldn't surprise you if they could make a deep playoff run. So uh, a little bit of parity, which we don't mind. We're seeing teams, uh, as, we, as we've said, you know, a little uncertain as to where they sit. Now, clearly, these teams will have a better handle on where they fit in the grand scheme of things than perhaps you and I. Should we start to expect to see some movement on the trading front? Clearly, the, the, the trade windows open... Uh, until around February. So should we start to see some some deals uh, at least spoken about in the press and then eventually acted upon? Yeah, well, there will be teams that, that will look to make a move. And you already mentioned the Lakers. I mean, it feels like it's inevitable that they're going to make a move. And then the other thing is you'll see teams that potentially want to go the other way and maybe offload some of the players that are making them middle of the pack teams rather than the team down below the standings. And Certainly the Chicago Bulls are a team to watch in that regard. Uh, and also potentially the Utah Jazz who have surprised teams. So December 15 is the date that everyone talks about. We passed that last week, obviously. But that's when 
players that signed a contract in the off-season can be traded, and that's leading up to the February trade deadline. So we're absolutely in the window now. It sounds like it's going to be a relatively quiet trade deadline uh, on the whole, but um, there will be some chaos and there'll be some carnage, which we love. <laughs> we sure do, Kane. Um, it, it, trades aside, uh, are there some teams now that are starting to heat up and uh, are worth really following closely over the next over this Christmas sort of period that can make a big move on the table and get up and challenge? You know, as we say, the Eastern Conference with Bucks and Celtics right at the top. Uh, are there some teams there that you've got your eye on that can really make a move? Well, in the West, and, and I don't want to be too simplified with it here, but the Memphis Grizzlies are currently at the top of the standings in the West. But this is a young team that has been thereabouts the last couple of seasons. So they've got some postseason experience now. And just by virtue of having Ja Moran and some of these other young players on this team, they are absolutely must-watch uh, for Australians trying to get into the NBA. As far as the top teams goes, you mentioned Milwaukee and Boston. Perfect timing for Boxing Day, 9 a.m. These two teams, the best teams in the NBA right now, they're going to be playing... You've got Joe Ingles obviously returning uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. And another team to watch, which I believe is probably number one on my league pass rankings, is the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson is absolute box office. They've got young stars across the board. And also Dyson Daniels, a young Australian who's in his rookie season and we think is going to play a big part of the Boomers moving forward with the World Cup next year onto the Paris Olympics and beyond as well. So uh, these young teams are the ones to watch. It does feel like there's a little bit of a changing of the guard in the NBA. Uh, Memphis currently playing against Denver. That game's in Denver. Denver 91, Memphis 82. But as you mentioned, Ja Morant's got 32 points and 10 assists midway through the final quarter. I want to I stay with uh, Dyson Daniels for the moment, Kane, because any time he's been given some opportunity and he was getting healthy scratches earlier in the season which just I could not understand I, I respect the fact they're a talented team New Orleans but Dyson Daniels makes things happen every time he's on the floor he's an elite defender he's got great length he's shooting the ball well he's athletic he rebounds well uh, are we uh, surely we're going to see him receive more playing time as this season grows and grows and he improves It'll be interesting because uh, they do have an all-star, Brandon Ingram, who's been out uh, for an extended period of time with a toe injury, and he's getting pretty close to coming back. And uh, while they're not exactly like-for-like, you do feel like that's going to take some of the minutes there that Dyson's been getting. But he's played 17 straight games now where he's been in double-digit minutes, which you love to see as a rookie because it's one thing to get minutes as a rookie on a team that's no good down the bottom of the standings, going to be back in the lottery. But to break into a rotation of a team that's near the top of the standings is impressive. The Pelicans weren't a good defensive team last year. And that's why Dyson Daniels is valuable to this team. Because as you pointed to, Josh, he, he defends. And he defends multiple positions. He can play as a sort of a secondary tertiary ball handler as well. So uh, he's just the perfect role player. And he's doing it as a rookie right now. Clearly, he will, will improve. And the upside is high. But for right now... Uh, he's been a player that Willie Green, the head coach of the Pelicans, has been able to trust. And, and that is honestly just pretty rare for rookies. Uh, another Aussie doing incredibly well down there in the desert in Phoenix is Jock Landale. He's having an excellent season coming in and playing as a backup big guy, shooting the ball really well. He's blocking shots. And you know, I guess the query on him was whether as a, as a, as a four-slash-five man, he had the, the height, the length, and the athleticism, but he's proven he can block shots, he can rebound, and he can certainly play inside with some of those big guys over there in America. So Jock Landau's having a really big impact on a really good team. Yeah, he was a little bit 
uh, frustrated, I guess, last year in his rookie season with the Spurs because it's not like the Spurs were, were threatening to win anything last year and Landau's minutes were really sporadic. When he got his opportunity, he played well, uh, but he spoke about just learning the NBA life and the fact that you can play really well one night and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get minutes to next. But the thing that Phoenix like about him and Monty Williams has spoken about it, Chris Paul's spoken about it, is the fact that he runs the hard floor. He uh, runs the floor hard. He does all the little things for this team. And the thing that they do like about him, which is going to have to be a, a bit of improvement, is the fact that he can space the floor. He can shoot the three. Unfortunately, this year, he's down at uh, 16% from three. And that's been a little bit of a reason why he's, he's, uh, his minutes have dropped off on a few occasions this year. But if he can get that back up to where we know it should be in the 30s, I think then uh, his, his minutes are going to continue to be steady. Okay, and we'll have a few off the uh, 40 Winks temper text here. Just uh, Paddy Mills with a question mark update there. Yeah, it's just challenges to Paddy Mills right now. This is uh, not something we're used to seeing. He's been picking up the DMPs, and the problem is that the Nets uh, just have depth, and they've actually been healthy. Kyrie Irving has played a stretch of games now. We know Ben Simmons is there as well, playing the guard position. Seth Curry, Joe Harris is, is healthy as well. So, unfortunately, it looks like uh, he is on the outside in terms of that rotation. He's got a decent contract, $6.5 million this year, $6.8 million next year. So he's not going anywhere, but the question will be uh, whether he can break into this rotation again on a next team that's looking to win a title. What, what do we make of, of Josh Kiddie's season thus far? He, he's a guy who's he's had a few injury niggles and concerns, a couple of significant ones. He Missed the most recent game with illness, so nothing really to worry about there, you'd imagine. But um, what have you made of his uh, sophomore season? And, 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 and what do you think the Thunder need to do to, to put more around him and SGA? They've, they've got a lot of young emerging talent, but, I mean, we see that all the time in the NBA teams who look talented and it just never happens for them. Uh, how far can he and they go together? Yeah, it's been a good sign for Josh that as far as he's, scoring goes. We know he's an absolute wizard with the ball. His assist rates are super high, but his efficiency's gone up at the rim. His efficiency's gone up at the three-point line, which uh, obviously has resulted in more scoring. So that's that's impressive. And particularly the finishing at the rim, it shows that uh, he's obviously physically uh, maturing. He's only 19, so that's going to continue to improve. But your point about the Thunder in general, uh, they're 13 and 18 right now. They're sort of hanging around the lower rungs of the Western Conference, and it's just going to be fascinating to see what type of patience this franchise has. They drafted Chet Holmgren very early in the draft last year, and he's out for the entire season, which was a massive blow. They've got more first-round and second-round draft picks than any team in the NBA. So the question will be, when are they going to pull the trigger and move some of these assets to try and start winning some games? Because we understand that in the NBA, when you are playing a roster full of guys that are 23 and younger, you just don't win in the NBA. That's not the way it operates. They need some veterans. But at the moment... Uh, they're just holding pat. We'll see how long they can be patient for. And bringing it, uh, well, onto Australian shores and, well, and New Zealand shores as well with the NBL. Uh, important result for the Wildcats last night over the Taipans and uh, n- not so much an upset, but the Wildcats, as JJ called them yesterday, uh, more domestic cats <laughs> than Wildcats. Um, maybe, maybe they've uh, just shown their claws a little bit and uh, get to be on a, on a run over this really important time. Yeah, look, they had a really slow start, but they are nine and seven on the season, and and Josh isn't far off when you talk about the way this team was defending at the start of the season for sure, and even across the entire year, the defensive numbers aren't great, but they've been able to win some games recently because they've found some help 
for Bryce Cotton offensively. At the start of the year, this man was getting you 25 to 30 points a night, but he had no help. John really mixed up the starting lineup. He brought in Corey Webster. He brought in Luke Travis to the starting lineup, and, and now they've started winning games. So they're really locked in a big mix to try and finish in this top six. It's only a 10-team league. It's hard to believe that the race is going to be so crazy for this top six. But the Wildcats are in the mix, and we didn't think they were there about a month ago. Uh, what's happened to Todd Blanchfield, Kane? He's, he's, he's been such a, uh, a great shooter for a long time. He's a guy that I, I know quite well, but he just he couldn't throw the ball in the ocean at the moment. What's, what's going on there? No, it's bizarre because, as you say, over the course of his career, he's much better than that. And the problem with the NBL is it's such a, a small sample size across the entire career. We all look at the numbers. I'm guilty of it. You look at the numbers and try and draw conclusions. But ultimately, when it's only a 28-game regular season, uh, you can have a 10- to 12-game stretch where you're not shooting the ball well. In the NBA, that's the the regular season. That means nothing. The players do that all the time. But in the NBL, obviously, mm. you're under the spotlight. So... Yeah, John really moved him out of the starting lineup. They went for more shooting, more scoring, and, and it's worked for them. Uh, but I will say, Blanchfield did hit a pretty damn big three in that ridiculous yes. win over Melbourne United last week. So at least he hit one that counted. Uh, who's last one before we let you go and we thank you for your time? Who's the best team you've seen in the NBA and who's the best team you've seen in the NBL? Uh, NBL, will start with, I, I still think it's the Sydney Kings when healthy. I think... They've got the best local duo with Xavier Cooks and uh, DJ Vasevich, who hasn't been shooting the ball well himself, but I still like the Kings as the defending champions. And in the NBA, I think, and while they've got the best record in the NBA, so, and I think they've got the best player in the NBA, I think it's Milwaukee, but again, as I mentioned, this Christmas Day game with Boston is going to be awesome, and, and that's a potential playoff matchup. I uh, can't wait for it. It's all happening both here in Australia with the NBL and over there in America with the NBA. We can catch all of your work on ESPN. Kane Pittman, thanks so much for your time. Fellas, thank you. Have a good hour. There's Kane Pittman. Does great work, particularly uh, of a Sunday afternoon on the crossover on the uh, uh, NBL show and a little bit of NBA as well. Him and Damon Lowry, who we spoke to yesterday, and he was absolutely uh, inspiring. I think he had Bryce. I think he had you ready to... Did you go home and go for a 25-kilometre run with a weights fest or anything last night? Were you inspired that much? <laughs> I did some bear crawls just to see if I could get across <laughs> the backyard and fell flat on my face. But he, he's amazing. I did get inspired yesterday. I want to meet that guy, um, Damon Lowry. Uh, I've, I've noted him down. If any opportunity comes up, it, um, I will definitely want to meet him. He's inspiring, but... Look, a, a great coverage. Um, isn't Kane a, a encyclopedic knowledge yes. and depth of every single team and every game that's going on? So certainly uh, up to our knowledge of what's going on. And Christmas Day, Bucks and Celtic, like for, for those that are just a little warm on the basketball, mm. this could be your one. So it's yep. Boxing Day out in Australia. Have a good look at it because it might really rev up your basketball appetite for what lies ahead. Yeah, you've got NBL on Christmas Day here in Australia, the Kings and United, and then Boxing Day, as much NBA as you can handle, which we absolutely love. We're here for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it, and Berwick BMW. Famous next day servicing available. A break, and on the other side, we might put Bryce McGain on the spot and see whether he can give us a couple of his sporting moments of 2022.